Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show. We got Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants back on the pod today. We're discussing Logan Webb. What kind of contract is he going to get? Chris Bryant, what kind of contract is he going to get? Should we have always expected the Giants to falter when we get to the postseason? Were they just a regular season team all along? And what moves does Ben Caspic want to see the Giants make in the offseason? So we got a whole bunch to talk about, of course. But first, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. At CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And once again, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you. So thank you for listening, subscribing, reviewing. Please, please keep doing all that jazz because once again, I am not able to talk about the D-backs every day without you. So thank you. But now... Let's jump right into that conversation with Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, when you look at your team on paper, I think people would still feel like the star power and the name brand value wasn't there. So did you have any trepidation entering the series, entering the playoffs that maybe the not the Giants were turned into pumpkins because I don't think they were like frauds, anything like that. But do you think there was maybe a little trepidation that these guys do come back down to earth a little bit because there was a talent disparity, at least when you look at the names on paper. Yes, the production wasn't much different because the Giants were one of the better offenses in baseball. But just in terms of the name value, the star power, did you have any trepidation entering the series that maybe the Giants couldn't match the Dodgers lineup on paper? Yes, because and, and I don't know if it's so much just because of the names, but several several key players for the Giants finished poorly uh, to close out the season. You had Lamont Wade Jr., who was really scuffling down the stretch kind of for the first time all year. Mike Yastrzemski did not have the same type of season that he had in 2020 at all. And he was scuffling down the stretch and he went hitless in the series. Yeah. Evan Longoria really struggled in September. Chris Bryant had a slow September and on and on and on. There's somebody else I'm I'm forgetting, but I was concerned about the offense. Oh, the other thing is that Brandon Belt broke his thumb in the last week of the season in the last week of the season and he was carrying their team at that moment in time. He was absolutely the the catalyst offensively. He was hitting home runs left and right. He was he gets on base a ton. Uh, when he's hot, he's just walking, he's getting on base and hitting homers. And that's what he was doing right when he broke his thumb. So it was really bad timing in that regard. And they just kind of never got into a groove offensively ever since that happened. And when it happened, they were rolling offensively. So that it's not really an excuse, but it's something that happened that definitely had me concerned. 
about their offense going into that series and all the mixing and matching they do. It just kind of had a ripple effect and guys were playing who normally don't play like Wilmer Flores was playing all the time against right-handed pitching. And we saw a lot of him in the division series and he didn't really come through. I don't think he even had a hit uh, in the series. So, so yeah, it just, I did have concerns and it did come to come to matter at the end of the day. Yeah, I think some of those concerns, too, is because so many of these Giants players are basically having career seasons or resurgence seasons. You looked at Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and those guys stepped up to the plate in the playoffs. I mean, the numbers weren't tremendous, but Posey and Crawford still had pretty solid series. Posey had that home run in the first game. Uh, Crawford still made some plays. I mean, Crawford was still on the th- uh, third on the team in hits. So Brian Posey and Crawford led the team in hits in the postseason. They all had at least five hits apiece. And then after that, it was a really big drop-off for this Giants production. Time Stella had three hits. Then Longorius later had two. And then everyone else had one or less hits. And like you said, Mike Yastrzemski had zero hits. This was the guy who, if you care about MVP voting, I think he finished top eight the last two years, both in 2019 and 2020, which is kind of crazy because he was a 27, 28-year-old rookie when he broke into the league. So this Giants team had a phenomenal regular season and a lot of those guys just didn't seem to perform as well in the playoffs some of that's because it's the postseason it's a different animal and you're going against the Dodgers team who stacked with pitching up and down the lineup so when you look at what the Giants were able to do in the regular season and not really able to translate the same success in the postseason do you think it was more the Giants not living up to their potential in the postseason do you give more credit to the Dodgers really coming into a strong game plan and attacking the weaknesses of the Giants I think I give more credit to the Dodgers. They they just pitched really really well and you know the 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 pitchers that the Giants were facing each and every night you're talking Scherzer, Bueller, Urias, Trinan, Kenley Jansen. Like there's just no break. The Giants just they did not really face any kind of vulnerable pitcher. Like right now the Astros and the Red Sox are playing and the Astros are kind of banged up and McCullers is out and they're just having to go with some some more vulnerable pitchers than than the Giants ever saw at any point in their entire series. And yeah, so it was definitely both the Giants at their best uh, can score against those guys. The Giants won the season series against the Dodgers 10 to nine uh, before the playoffs. So at the end of the day in playoffs included, it was 12 and 12 between these two teams. So the Giants can beat that Dodgers team, but I think the Dodgers, I mostly give the credit to their pitching but also the Giants they kind of scuffled against I want to say it was the D-backs in the last week of the season the Giants swept I'm saying they scuffled but (laughs) they you know it is the D-backs who had a obviously miserable season and the those were tight games if I if Mm -hmm. memory serves they were some close games the Giants weren't able to really kind of break through with a lot of runs and so there were some concerns going into it just a combination of you know, teams get cold at the plate sometimes, and it it happened at kind of a bad time for the Giants. But yeah, Dodgers are tough. Dodgers are tough. Hey, I, listen, me and you, we're gonna be rooting for the Braves in this NLCS, like a lot of people are, because we all want to see the big bad villains go down. And if the Dodgers win, 
It's going to be an interesting World Series because one of the two teams that come out the American League is also going to be hated. One team is more hated than the other, but I think they're both going to be pretty hated whoever comes out the American League. So this is going to be a World Series. No one probably wants to root for anyone, and it's going to be the only World Series where people will probably be more happy if there's some ca- catastrophe, another pandemic where it had to be shut down uh, <laughs> instead of letting one of those two teams win. But I, I, I'm excited for the drama and the storylines and the narratives. But one guy who didn't go cold at the plate for the San Francisco Giants was the man we were talking about and Chris Bryant looking at his contract status it might seem like he's going to be a free agent is that true Ben is he a free agent at the end of this season you will hear Ben's response to that question but this episode is brought to you by Green Room Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Dimebacks once a week yes you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast through our Green Room conversations. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room this weekend. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Yes, he is. It was a pure rental when they picked him up. He started off really well, but he was cold in in the month of September. But then he did have the best series of any giant in the division series. So, you know, at this point, we we all know who Chris Bryant is. He was a good player for the Giants, moved around. His attitude kind of fits in well. He's not like flashy, but he just goes out there and for the most part performs. So, you know, I think the Giants will be among the teams interested in bringing him back. He, I wouldn't say he wowed uh, the Giants necessarily. He was just solid, but he he didn't he wasn't like a he didn't play like an MVP or anything uh, for them. And even in the division series, I think it was mostly singles. So he got on base a lot, but there wasn't he didn't show a, a ton of power uh, since since he came over to the Giants. Yeah. So what kind of contract would you? want to give him maybe not what he's expected or the market value but what would you be comfortable giving him that's tough for me to say i haven't fully kind of processed that thought experiment um Mm -hmm. but where i'm at where i'm at with it is there's a lot of good free agents out there this winter and the giants have a lot of money coming off the books they only have committed like 65 million dollars and they're coming off a payroll of 165 million so there's a 100 million dollar drop off there and then there there's room to go beyond what they spent this year so they could in theory you know you you could spend 150 million dollars more than you have committed right now and so i think they're going to be careful and methodical and they're going to look for the best fits on their team. And so where I'm at, where I'm at right now is there's a lot of players I would probably have ahead of mm. Chris Bryant 
on the wish list. Just because they went and got him doesn't necessarily mean he's the best fit out there. I mean, there's some really good players out there. Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Marcus Simeon, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. Like, there's a lot of good names out there. You know, Chris Bryant among them. I think, you know, the 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 George Springer contract may end up being comparable. I think it was six years, 150 million. Mm-hmm. And honestly, anything more than that, I think is too much. And, and personally, I think even that's too much, uh, maybe like five years, 110 million. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he would um, probably want to take that, but I have concerns about his defense. He, he did not perform great defensively for the Giants really at any position. He's versatile, but he's not a great defender, <laughs> but he's good. He's a good player. But the question, like, I don't know. I, I he's just not for me like number one on the on the wish list. Kershaw though, do you really want Kershaw? Hell yeah! All right. I mean, he's a little. Why older. not? He's a little older. Got some injury problems, and I've seen him in the postseason a few times. I don't think I. I don't think I. He'll get you him. there. He'll get you there. Yeah, that's true. Will he, and be, will hurt he be pitching? Half the time. Yeah, he might be hurt, and yeah, if he's, I healthy, mean, if he's healthy, he might not want him pitching. There's basically no chance he ends up pitching for the Giants. Let's be honest. But Scherzer, I think you know, he is his Dodgers roots really that strong that he like won't because Kershaw, he's a lifetime Dodger. I just can't see it. It's like Posey. Posey's not going to the Dodgers, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of Kevin Gosman. Uh, I think the Giants are probably more inclined to bring back Kevin Gosman if they had to choose between Gosman or Bryant. Uh, first of all, he was really good. Second of all, almost all of the Giants starting rotation is going to be a free agent. Logan Webb, who kind of burst onto the national stage with his performance in the division series, um, is the only member of the Giants rotation who is not reaching free agency at the end of this season. So they have an entire staff to fill out. And so that's going to be probably priority number one. That's why I mentioned the Scherzers and Kershaws of the world. Well, I don't know if you heard. Because they're there. Yeah, they're there. But I don't know if you heard about this, Ben, but the Rams are in Los Angeles. And Clayton Kershaw is best friends with Matthew Stafford, if you've never heard of that before. So I'm not sure if Kershaw, Kershaw is going anywhere because his best buddy is now in L.A. as well. But you did mention one of the pitchers on your rotation staff who could be a free agent this year, but it doesn't seem like he will be after that pitching performance he had this series in Logan Webb, who absolutely shut down the Dodgers in two games, 14.2 innings pitched, one earned run, 17 strikeouts. Is Logan Webb now the guy that the Giants are going to build their rotation after? Because at the end of last season and through the first half of this year, I think we would have said the answer was Kevin Gosman. But the second half of the season and the way we saw uh, both those two pitch in the postseason, is it clearly Logan Webb as the answer or of the question of who's going to be the ace of this giant staff for the next few years? I don't think they probably want to put that much pressure on him. I think they Too want much. to continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he deserved it. He yeah. he went out there and pitched like it. So maybe they do, and maybe he wants that expectation on himself. I know that that was a lot of the discussion leading up to, because he pitched in not only the game one and game five, but also game 162 when the Giants were still out there trying to win the division. Uh, and and they won game 162 behind a brilliant Logan Webb. So his last three starts were all pressure packed and he was was awesome in all three. So I think he likes being in the spotlight and likes the big moment. And he proved that 
with the way that he pitched in those games. So, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they want to have like, I think they just want to continue to surround him with quality arms. And Kevin Gosman, you know, grew up a Giants fan. I think the fit was really good here. His personality laid back and, and he likes pitching in the West because he's from Colorado and he likes uh, pitching in Denver a lot. He's probably the only pitcher who likes pitching in Denver, but uh, he does because he's from there. So, yeah, I mean, Logan Webb emerged as a strong rotation piece for the foreseeable future. He's only 24 years old, under club control for the next five years or four four or five years. So, yeah, um, his emergence was a big part of the story of this season for the Giants. But they're going to need more starters because they literally have only one at this point in time if you're projecting their rotation for next year. Ben and I will wrap up the conversation talking about the Giants offseason, but did you know Bill Bar has so many so many delicious flavors from coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone. The reason why I love Bill Bar is because it's healthy. I'm trying to work out every day, but I have a sweet tooth, but it's okay because Bill Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. And more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the podcast. But first, I have to thank you once again for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Podcast is not possible without you, so thank you. But now, let's wrap up the pod with Ben Kaspic of Lockdown Giants. Well, the Giants have been great at just picking up these value-free agents, giving them one-year deals, and then them growing to become number one and number two starters in rotation. So if they can keep doing that, then, hey, you never have to sign guys to long-term deals. If you're going to have that kind of success, uh, please rub some of that off on the D-backs because they seem to keep handing out these short-term deals to players and it's not working out. Or they do long-term deals to guys like Madison Bumgarner, former San Francisco Giant. That just hasn't really worked out. Even though he had a better season this year, uh, Bumgarner has still been a D-backs killer. But now we're entering the offseason. We've already talked about it a little bit. Maybe uh, Chris Bryant comes back. It seemed like Logan Webb. Do you, do you have a feeling of any other moves the Giants might want to do this offseason? Like, do you think it will be a big offseason? Do you think they might try to do a major trade, some major signings? Like, how how close do you think the Giants feel like they are to winning a World Series? Because obviously they won over 100 games this year. Obviously they went toe-to-toe with the, uh, toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. But still, they needed a lot of career seasons from guys who were – you know, in their mid-30s. So do you feel like this team might try to shake things up in the offseason? 
Well, they've got just they're going to spend a ton of money because they basically have to. I don't want to say they have to because they something I've learned under this new leadership that took over in 2018 in the offseason is that it's not necessarily what you would expect. Like, for example, they traded, 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 <laughs> traded for uh, Lamont Wade Jr. And he played a big role. But at the time of that trade, it did not get a lot of attention anywhere, even here. Uh, and they traded for Mike Yastrzemski the offseason before, before that, and he made a big impact. So the production doesn't always come from where you would expect. But at the same time, Brandon Belt is a free agent. Kevin Gosman, Anthony DiScalfani, Alex Wood, Johnny Cueto. There's a club option on Buster Posey. They extended Brandon Crawford. Um, so they just have a lot of holes to fill, and they're going to have to fill them. And so, like I said, though, it corresponds with this really good free agent class and so I do think they're just going to be major players and pretty much every name that is out there, you're at least going to see them linked to that player. So I think nobody knows what this roster is going to look like in 2022, but I do think it'll be interesting. And I do think it's going to be a compelling looking roster and they feel like they have to put a good team out there based on how good they were this year. They certainly don't want to go backwards and start, losing again you know they want to build off of this and and continue to be a team that challenges the Dodgers it's going to be a challenge to get back there but I think that's what their goal is and they have had a lot of success like you mentioned so again it might not necessarily look to everyone like they're going to have success but I would at this point put belief in them because they've done a really good job of building a competitive team uh, even when people don't necessarily think that they're going to be competitive with the roster that they have so ben you got your locked on hat on right now so i want you to throw your gm hat on right now and if you were the gm of the giants what moves would you make not necessarily what you think the front office should do but watching this team the entire season watching this postseason where do you think the areas are that this team needs help with to get past the dodgers and how would you ben caspic of the as the GM of the San Francisco Giants, what moves would you make to help get the Giants past the Dodgers? I think there's some of just some of the the offensive players that are available in free agency are really, really intriguing. Like it's not every day that you have star level talent out there available to sign in free agency, guys who are young still, guys who are in their 20s, 26, 27. But that's the case this year with Corey Seager and Carlos Correa, and then also Marcus Simeon, who's a little bit older than that, but still had a fantastic season for the Blue Jays. I think he had 40 home runs. And, you know, Simeon is from the Bay Area. He went to Cal. He went to, he, you know, he played for the A's. But, you know, Car Carlos Correa is kind of an, an unpopular guy in a lot of ways because of the whole cheating thing. But, mm -hmm. man, the talent is kind of undeniable. And then Corey Seager is just kind of looming out there. So, I just feel like an infusion, because like you mentioned, the the kind of name recognition was not necessarily there for the Giants miraculously, like all the pieces fit together really well and complemented each other really well. And they had a 107 win season. But to just infuse a star in their prime when these guys are available, I would be intrigued. And you have all this money available. I would it would be hard for me to shy away from from really going after one of those guys. And it reminds me, they tried to sign Bryce Harper 
when he was a free agent and and they offered him 310 million dollars and so they when they are looking to make a major move the age of the player really matters and and part of the equation with harper was that he was 26 and so i just think there are some other guys like that this winter and i would look into potentially signing those guys and then the starting rotation you're an attractive destination for pitchers being in you know the pitcher friendly park i would look to you know the star level the the impact guys like a max scherzer i think they tried to trade for scherzer and maybe he was the difference the fact that he goes to the dodgers versus he goes to you if you have him in that series to go with logan webb and kevin gosman and alex wood you know because the anthony di sclafani start was kind of the one clunker they had out of the rotation in that series if you've got scherzer webb gosman wood maybe the series goes different differently so i would i just i liked i want to see them kind of at the top of the market or i would i would shop at the top of the market but also fill out the roster like they have but also you know bring in a big big fish maybe this offseason. Mm, going big fish hunting that would big be interesting fish. Yeah, I love going big fish hunting. I love watching teams do that. I think off seasons a really fun time in sports. I'm a person that loves it, seeing the big fish get moved around the sports market and seeing the whole landscape change and shift as well. So I want to see what the Giants do. I do think they need to get younger and adding some young superstars that are available. I think you should bring back Chris Bryan, but I think you need to surround him with other complementary pieces. I mean, if you could bring in a Bryan and a Corey Seager or Correa, whoever else is out there that's a superstar player or star player around his age, I think would be helpful. That five for one ten number you threw out earlier wouldn't be too bad either because I think that's right around what J.D. Martinez got from the Red Sox when they signed him. So that wouldn't be a bad deal at all. Like five for one ten for a guy that could get you. 35 home runs and bat you around 270 with a great OPS. Like, I, I think that would be pretty respectable. It may not be great defensively, but I think it does help to have that kind of versatility that Chris Bryant has. So the Giants are going to be a team that I'm going to be watching for through the offseason. I want to see if this was a fool's gold season or not. I feel like the Giants are a real team, but whether that means are they just a regular season team? Because right now it's too early to say. But if we get another couple years of these performances, Ben, I'm going to have to put down that Tampa Bay Rays list and start talking a little crap about them just being a regular season team like the Utah Jazz and basketball or some other teams we see around sports. I hope I don't have to disrespect the Giants like that. But right now, I don't even think we really expected the Giants to be here. I mean, look at us. At the end of the baseball season, we're disappointed in the Giants for not coming through in a winner-take-all against the L.A. Dodgers, who won over 105 games. So as a Giants fan, Ben, have a round of applause. I think you should be happy. As a a D-backs host, I mean, I wish I was in your chair. I wish I was in your shoes feeling this despair. But yet, you know, it's a bittersweet kind of feeling because at least you know your team really had a chance against the Dodgers. And if you got past the Dodgers, then maybe maybe you go to the World Series. Who knows? The Braves are playing the Dodgers pretty well right now, so nothing's a guarantee in baseball. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you to Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants. we got one final part of Ben Caspic where you hear his predictions for the playoffs from the championship series. So by the time you listen to it tomorrow... Ben might have got his predictions wrong. That's why I did it because I want either Ben to look really smart or really dumb based on his predictions. So we'll get that tomorrow to end the podcast. 
Now make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day. Paul Francis Sullivan brings you the latest with baseball, both present and past. He's fantastic, so go check that out. And as always, come back tomorrow for the best Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!